have the honor of reading the scripture this morning. No, I'm not delivering the word, just delivering the word. <laughs> so, um, because it is long, we will ask you to remain seated, and I will read for you Joshua 2, verses 1 through 24. I did not find the number in your pew Bible, my apologies, but Joshua 2. Then Joshua, son of Nun, sent two men secretly from Shittim as spies, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute whose name was Rahab and spent the night there. The king of Jericho was told, Some Israelites have come here tonight to search out the land. Then the king of Jericho sent orders to Rahab, bring out the men who have come to you who entered your house, for they have come only to search out the whole land. But the woman took the two men and hid them. Then she said, true, the men came to me, but I did not know where they came from. And it, when it was time to close the gate at dark, the men went out. Where the men went, I do not know. Pursue them quickly, for you can overtake them. She had, however, brought them up to the roof and hidden them with the stalks of flax that she had laid out on the floor. So the men pursued them on the way to the Jordan as far as the fords. As soon as the pursuers had gone out, the gate was shut. Before they went to sleep, she came up to them on the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that dread of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the land melt in fear before you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before, when, before you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites that were beyond the Jordan, to Sahan and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. As soon as we heard it, our hearts melted, and there was no courage left in any of us because of you. The Lord your God is indeed God in heaven above and on earth below. Now then, since I have dealt kindly with you, swear to me by the Lord that you in turn will deal kindly with my family. Give me a sign of good faith that you will spare my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and deliver our lives from death. The men said to her, to her our life for yours. If you do not tell this business of ours, then we will deal kindly and faithfully with you when the Lord gives us the land. Then she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was on the outer side of the city wall, and she resided within the wall itself. She said to them, go toward the hill country so that the pursuers may not come upon you. Hide yourself there three days until the pursuers have returned. Then afterward, you may go your way. The men said to her, we will be released from this oath that you have made us swear to if, you, if we invade the land and you do not tie this crimson cord in the window through which you let us down and you do not gather into your house your father and mother, your brothers and all your family. If any of you go out of the doors of your house into the street, they shall be responsible for their own death and we shall be innocent. But if a hand is laid upon any who are with you in the house, we shall bear the responsibility for their death. But if you tell this business of ours, then we shall be released from this oath that you made us swear to. She said, 
According to your words, so be it. She sent them away and they departed. Then she tied the crimson cord in the window. They departed and went into the hill country and stayed there three days until the pursuers returned. The pursuers had searched all along the way and found nothing. Then the two men came down again from the hill country. They crossed over, came to Joshua, son of Nun, and told him all that had happened to them. They said to Joshua, truly the Lord has given all the land into our hands. Moreover, all the inhabitants of the land melt in fear before us. This morning, in your bulletin, it says that Pastor Aaron is going to be delivering the sermon this morning. Unfortunately, he was not able to be with us this morning, but he did ask a friend to come in his stead. So we just ask that you will welcome um, his guest. Joseph fought the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joseph fought the battle of Jericho, and the walls came tumbling down. Joseph fought the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joseph fought the battle of Jericho, and the walls came tumbling down. Greetings. Greetings. For those of you who don't know me, I am one of the spies that Joshua sent into Jericho to search out the land. My name is Ragel. The other spy is Safar. And we were sent into Jericho to size up the land and to come back with some kind of strategy by which Joshua and the children of Israel could enter the, the land. Those of you who are familiar with Joshua, Joshua was the lieutenant to Moses. And after Moses died, Joshua assumed leadership God laid his hand on Joshua. God told Joshua on that day, just as I was with Moses, I shall be with you. He told Joshua to be courageous and do not fear. And he encouraged him that this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do all that is written therein. And then I will make your way prosperous. And so Joshua became our commander and chief. Joshua was courageous that day when he told us to go into Jericho. There we were on the threshold of going into the promised land. And as we had crossed the Jordan, and we settled down in Shittim, uh, we looked over to that great wall of Jericho. 
And that wall was, had two layers to it. It was, the first layer was some 15 feet high, and then there was an embankment between the first wall and the second wall that was another 20 feet high. And when we all measured it up, it was 42 feet high. And we looked at that wall and we looked at ourselves and began to realize only God can help us get through this. I think that Joshua sent two spies into Jericho because 40 years prior, Joshua had gone into another territory with 12 spies to seek out the land. And only two, myself and Caleb, came back with a positive minority report. <laughs> and I think that Joshua realized that it's better to have a committee of two than a committee of 12. of us going into Jericho, I learned something about the mysterious ways of God. That often God will send his grace ahead of you to prepare the way. And such was the case in this story. As I looked at that great wall of Jericho, I noticed that there was a woman who was carrying a basket. I did not know her name, but it seems to me that the Spirit of God was saying, follow that woman. So as we walked and approached the wall of Jericho, her home was built on the side of the outer wall. And we watched her, make, watched her make her way up to her home. And we strategically and quietly made our way to her place. And we discovered that her name was Rahab. And she was a prostitute. But as we went into her home, we discovered that her title did not match her character. We quickly began to realize that Rahab was a woman of faith. And we weren't sure how she would have received us, but she received us with a spirit of hospitality. She invited us in. Not only was she a prostitute, but she was an innkeeper. And so she invited us into the end and received us in the spirit of peace and hospitality. Shortly thereafter, as we began to talk with her, a knock came to the door. And there were two men who were at the door and she said to us quickly, make your way up the stairs and to the roof. And there on top of the roof, there is a, a stalk of flax that I want you to hide under. So we made our way up the stairs to the roof and we hid under the flags. And she opened the door. And the king had sent two men who 
Notice that there were strangers in the city. They had been watching us from a distance. They saw us camp just a few kilometers outside of that great wall and they knew that something was about to happen. And as she opened the door, they said to her, we understand that there are men, there are Israelite men who have come to your house. Now bring them to us. And Rahab said to them, yes, it is true, they were here. But they left and made their way to the hill country. Go quickly and you may find them there. And so they left. They believed Rahab. Can you imagine how we were feeling? Our hearts were beating so fast because at this point, our plan could have been thwarted. But because of Rahab's wisdom, her hospitality, her quick thinking, we were spared. So we began to talk to Rahab and the night was upon us and we began to go to sleep and we heard some steps going up, heard some step footsteps going up to the roof and it was Rahab. And she looked at us intently in our eyes as if she had a plan. She said to us on that, that evening, just as I have dealt kindly with you, now I ask that you will deal kindly with me. And Rahab proved to us on that day that she was a woman of faith. She proved to us that God chooses the unlikeliest of people of men and women to accomplish his will and purpose in life. God had chosen Rahab to be an instrument in his hands to bring salvation to the children of Israel, but not only to the children of Israel, but to her as well as her own family. You know what she said to us that, neat, that evening as she looked at us? She said to us, I know that God has given you the land. And fear has come over this whole city because of you. We heard of what you did to the kings of the Amorites, to Sihon and Ark how you utterly destroyed them. And I know that your God is the God above the heavens and the God above the earth below. I know that the God you serve is the most high God. And she looked at us not with fear, but with faith. For you see, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. 
She looked at us with a sense of hope, a sense of faith. And she said to us, as I have dealt kindly with you, now I ask that you would deal kindly with me and my family. She used a word that a pagan woman should not know. She used that word that we often use as Hebrew men and women, as the children of Israel, that word that we call hesed. That word that, we, that is defined as loving kindness of God. The kindness of God. And the kindness of the people of God. And she appealed to us on that day we began to realize that God was using Rahab. She ministered to us more than we ministered to her. Rahab showed us that she was a woman of faith. And how did Rahab use, God use Rahab? I'm glad you asked that question. Rahab had a genuine faith, and we saw it in her attitude. We saw that she had a genuine faith. We saw that she was not gripped by fear or paralyzed by fear, but she was motivated and mobilized by faith. You see, faith always pushes you forward, and fear causes us to retreat. But when we are gripped by the faith and the bigness of God, we can't help but move forward. And we saw that in Rahab's attitude. And we said to Rahab that evening, before we went to sleep, we said to her, we will spare you, your mother, your father, your brothers and sisters, if you will not share our plans and our business to overtake the city. We will spare you and your mother and your father, and you will be a part of us if you keep the information to yourself. And we entered into a covenant, and an agreement with Rahab that night. And so early that morning, Rahab let us down by a rope down the wall and we went out to the hill country and she told us to stay there for three days until the pursuers come back to the city. What I love about Rahab is she took the initiative. We, we didn't have to ask her, she was thinking ahead. She took the initiative and I think that faith always leads us to take the initiative to reject passivity and to take the initiative because that's what Rahab did. And so we stayed there in the hill country for three days. We talked, when we talked with Rahab before we left, we told her that there was something that we wanted her to do that would be a seal of our agreement. That was a crimson cord that we told her to put outside the window on the wall as a sign 
and the signature of our agreement together. And so Rahab put this crimson cord outside the window so that when we came back, this was a promise that we would spare her, her mother, and her father, and her brothers and sisters. This cord was a sign uh, that we had entered into an agreement with one another. This cord represents a greater reality as well as we think about the life of Rahab because Rahab was not only a woman who had an attitude of faith, but she was a woman who faith showed up in her actions. Her actions to us showed that she had made a commitment to God, that her faith was not just in words only, but it was in concrete that she had made a commitment to God. And so as she put this crimson cord outside the window, we knew that she had made that agreement with us, that we could trust her. What other thing I noticed about Rahab, that she was not only a kind woman, a woman of great actions, but she was a risk taker. Faith always leads us to take risks. It always leads us to take risks because we believe in the bigness of God. We believe that God is able to do exceedingly above and beyond all that we could ever ask or even think. Somehow, God made that clear to Rahab. Somehow, God reached into the inner sanctum of Rahab's heart and gave her a big view of himself. You see, we discovered that Rahab had moved from having a victim mentality to being a victor. That no longer was she a harlot. She was a woman of faith. She was a prophetess. She was a woman who gave direction. She was a woman who was willing to take a risk. Have you taken any risk for God lately? Or are you just playing it safe? You see, God doesn't really use men and women who play it safe. God uses men and women who are willing to take risks and believe in the bigness of God. Rahab has something to teach us today that she was a risk taker. Rahab's story doesn't end in the book of Joshua. But when we read the book of Hebrews, we discover that Rahab is right there in the Faith Hall of Fame, right there with Abraham. One would not suspect that she would be there, but because of her faithfulness, her, her story lasted so long that it was recorded in the book of Hebrews. But not only in the book of Hebrews, James, the brother of Jesus, says that Rahab was accounted as righteous because she acted on her faith. 
and that faith without works is dead. And she was an example of a woman of God who acted on faith. But Rahab's story didn't stop there. Right there in Matthew chapter 1, verse 5, we find that Rahab is in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. You see, Rahab, after we destroyed the walls of Jericho and we conquered Jericho, she became a God-fearer. Her and her family lived among the people of God. And Rahab married one of our own, a man named Simon. And Simon and Rahab were husband and wife, and Rahab gave birth to Boaz. You do know Boaz, do you? <laughs> and Boaz was the father of Obed. And Obed was the father of Jesse, and Jesse was the father of David. David, all the way to Jesus Christ, that because of the faithful actions of Rahab, she was recorded and part of the genealogy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes, there is a crimson cord that reaches not only to Rahab, but to you and I. This cord tells us that God's grace is able to reach to the lowest valley and reach up to the highest mountain. Uh, this crimson cord tells us uh, that there is a line of redemption and salvation that extends to every man, woman, boy or girl. Yes, we have a lot to thank God for in the person of Rahab that yes, Joshua did fight the battle of Jericho, but Rahab opened the door. Have you opened any doors for the people of God lately? Have you opened any doors for strangers lately? Have you opened any doors for the lost lately? Have you opened any doors so that God could come in and manifest his grace and his presence? in someone else's life. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down. Father, we thank you for the life of Rahab. We thank you, dear God, that you turned a woman of the night to a woman of the day. We thank you, dear God, for the hope and the faith of Rahab. She was a woman who was willing to take risks, a woman who 
manifested faith in her attitude and her actions. And now, Lord, we ask that you would help us, like Rahab, to take risks, to be men and women of a good attitude and of faithful actions. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.